the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the third Sunday of Advent, which in the old tradition was called Gaudete Sunday, Gaudete meaning rejoice, which we heard in our opening and also we'll hear again in the closing hymn, that beautiful, ancient, ancient spiritual veni, uh, Emmanuel, come, come, oh come. The rose-colored candle is also lit this Sunday. This is typically a Sunday that is meant to be a respite. Again, in the old tradition from the fast, there's a parallel to it in Lent, the third Sunday in Lent. But what are we taking a respite from? And given today's gospel, what are we rejoicing about? There's little for Jesus to rejoice in in the reading today. John, his forerunner, his mentor, and as Luke argues, his cousin has been thrown in prison. And unlike prisons in our day and age, prisons in the first century were really just a postponed death sentence. Anybody who knows anything at all recognizes that John's being in prison means that his days are numbered that the authorities have acted to suppress his prophesying and that if the ways of the world unfold as they normally do, John's message will be lost forever. And he will be just another prophet who will become nameless and forgotten. Moreover, Jesus recognizes that as he has taken on John's mantle, if you will, and will carry forth his teaching, that there's a target on his back as well. And it won't be too long before his days are numbered two. So what is there to rejoice about, really? 
What is there to rejoice about in these days when the political situation remains as unsettled as ever? And then there was that guy who cut me off on the highway just the other day. The stress level seems pretty high to me right now. How does it seem to you? Yeah? I, I can see those cycles under the eyes. Yeah? I'm looking at you. I know what it's like this time of year when preparations for Christmas kick into high gear and there is too much to do and too little time to do it. And the traffic is heavier than all get out. And people's nerves are frayed to the utmost edge. Pile that on with all the other anxiety in the public water these days. It's a wonder we're here this morning to rejoice about something. Something. Somebody came to the house the other day, and they saw my car, and they said, I like your license plate, Richard. Truth be told, yes, I invested in some vanity plates several months ago. They have my initials on them. And I said, you know, really, for me, more than anything, it's a safeguard against bad behavior on the roads. Because people will know who did that. James tells us in his letter today, the judge is standing at the door. And I had a bit of a reflection about that last night on Facebook, and one of my seminary professors wrote, as Flannery O'Connor used to say, if there was somebody at the door with a gun my whole life, I would have behaved much better. Right? Holding ourselves in discipline at this time is hard. But the letter of James exhorts us to be patient. And that, I would say, is a vocation for this period of time, which I like to call Deep Advent, because this is a time when the words start to run a little bit short, believe it or not, even for this preacher. And it's a time often when I go up to the bishop's ranch for 24 hours of silence with the Advent retreat and pause and take stock. And I invite all of you to do the same. James says it is a time to be like the farmer who is planted and is waiting for the crops to grow and come to fruition. To mix metaphors a little bit more, you can say that John's imprisonment is a little bit like a seed that has been planted in the ground, and from the outside, it looks dead. Dead to the world. And Jesus, in his frustration, turns to the crowds and says to them, what did you go out into the wilderness to look at? As if to say, did you go out there to be entertained? Maybe Jesus would ask us, what did you come to church to see today? Did you come here to be entertained? No, Jesus said, you went out to the wilderness to see a prophet. You came here for prophecy's sake. And then Jesus goes further and says, 
John is more than your ordinary garden variety prophet. In a way, Jesus is saying the seed has been planted. The day has come for something new to grow. Watch for it. Be patient with it, says the author of James. The judge is standing at the door. What if we all pause for a moment this week in the midst of our busyness and look deep inside for that seed of prophecy and hope that has been planted in us? Our spiritual ancestors would sometimes write about the Eucharist when we receive the bread and the wine as a seed that is planted in each of us so that we may take it out there and watch it grow and bear witness for something new that is happening even in the midst of a stressful and difficult and uncertain time. That is what Advent is about, my sisters and brothers in Christ. More than about getting ready for Christmas and all of the material things that come with that and all of the stresses that come with that, Advent is a time to pause and look inside at the seed that has been planted in each of us and to wait patiently for it to germinate and grow up and bear fruit the fruit that is Christ. And it demands patience of all of us, and I know how it is. God, give me patience. Give it to me now. I know how it is. But that is our vocation, our calling, our most critical task at this time. And if we are patient, if we wait for that germination, for that fruition, if we support one another in the midst of that holy patience, if we stand at each other's door, not with a judgment of law, but a judgment of love, then we too, we'll see the visions that Isaiah saw. And we, too, will have reason to rejoice. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.